And then there were two. This is the news. Going to me. Good Monday morning. Not wasn't expecting a show this morning, was ya? Where was ya? Yeah, was ya? Were ya? The um, it is Monday, January twenty second. Monday, eight thirty eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time, twenty twenty four. And I am here, your host. And DeSantis is not. Um, I, there's. I guarantee you, phone calls are flying. Like, like I said, this month is going to be ramping up to be a one one day after another day. It's just going to be more and more news. The what's interesting, I think, about most of this is how uh, the backstory on all this stuff and what all happens behind the scenes that we don't know about is all the you know the political theater that goes on that we see and anybody knows if you've been involved with theater at all, you know that there's an awful lot more going on behind the scene than there is in the scene itself. And this, this in particular instance is interesting to me that Ron DeSantis number two in Iowa drops out before New Hampshire now the question is, you know, I well, there's, there's there's less of a question now. What I believe ended up happening was probably the powers that be, the people who are the political arc, you know, the the architects, the people behind this whole thing. Uh, the ones who are trying to push into people's ears and tell them what to do. They don't have to do what they tell them to do, but they, they have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. But my guess is, and it's interesting. I just want to throw this out there. It's interesting that Mitch McConnell has been, you know, pretty much absolutely. Is there, is he, hello, Mitch? Or is anybody there? Is anybody home, Mitch? Anybody in there? Anybody at all? I don't, see, I don't think. I don't think he's uh, cognizant even of what's going on. He still thinks he still thinks this is 1974. Um, yeah, it, uh, we like to talk about Joe Biden. I tell you what, it's, I just saw I saw a YouTube short this morning. It, it's this guy, and I didn't even think about it initially. But, it's this guy, they've, they've apparently put a rag over the top of this alligator's head and covering his eyes. And this guy's thinking he's going to jump on the back. Of the, he's wearing like a nice, nice clothes, like he's, like he's just, like he was golfing or something. I don't know, it wasn't, not golf clothes, but it's, it's like nice casual, casual dress, business dress type clothes. It wasn't a suit, but it was next thing to it. This old geezer, he, he's got to be in his 60s. At least, at least, I mean, probably 70s, upper 60s, probably early 70s. And he, he, he's straddling this alligator. And this alligator is like nine feet long. It's, this thing's not short. It's a big alligator. And this guy is kind of straddling it, kind of come out behind, on its, you know, behind it, and he's going he's gonna to jump on it. It looks like he's going to try to get this thing and keep his mouth shut, like as if he knows what he's doing. 
Well, this alligator, about the time he's about ready to jump down on this thing, the alligator spins around, knocks him back on his butt, grabs his arm, and I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna this we're gonna witness this guy getting twisted up and dragged off into the woods or into a pond, and there's you know this, this guy's gonna be mincemeat here any minute now. And this guy's kind of kicking at him, you know, c- you know, kind of cussing at the alligator, like what what in the world? What, what, what? And then I happen to realize the second time I, I'll let it go through again because I want to. It's like it's kind of surprised me initially. I kind of want to watch this thing again, so I'm letting it play again. <laughs> and then I think. I'm, I actually realized this guy looks a lot like like Joe Biden. And then I started realizing <laughs> that, with that with that towel on its head, he might, maybe he thought this was a little girl and he was going to he was moving in for the sniff. I, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he didn't think it was an alligator. Maybe, maybe I misread this whole thing. Yeah, I'm just being I'm just being mean now. It's Monday, you know. I've got a. I led worship at a church yesterday, and I had a lot. I've actually enjoyed that a lot. It was pretty much the whole band dropped out before that. (laughs) Normally, we have a five-piece band. We usually have a singer, a bass player, an electric guitar player, a drummer, a piano player, a couple vocalists, and there's a leader. Well, the leader couldn't make it this week, so they asked me to do it. Usually, I try to play drums for them when I'm when I'm around. I kind of fill in, and 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 uh, wherever they need somebody, I just kind of fill in. And so this last, <laughs> so last uh, couple weeks ago, they, it's the uh, the leader, the main leader, he said, "I'm not going to be here on the 21st. If you can be here, that'd be great." I said, "Okay, well, I, I think I can do that. I, I worked it out, so I could I could be home." So uh, we have we have practice on Saturday afternoon, and more and more people just started calling. Well, the, the bass player was sick, and then the next person was sick. And there's two other people out out of town, and and the drummer just didn't, just didn't show up and uh, couldn't get a ride. He's a young kid, doesn't have a license. And, um, and the only person that showed up was the one who's getting paid to be, be there for <laughs> She's a piano player. She actually jumped in the cajon a little bit on a couple of songs, and it, it, was, it actually turned out really well. I mean, it, it worked out really well. And um, I had a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not the best you know, singer, guitar player in the world, but I, it was, it was, I had fun. And I think, I think people enjoyed it. We had a pretty good-sized group, actually. I was kind of, sort of, kind of shocked with the weather the way it was. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know why, know why I started in with this whole thing. But it was, um, it, it was, it was fun. It was a good experience. So I, I'm off on a bunny trail. I should just go back to where I was. So this, uh, yeah. Well, let's anyway. The, the whole thing, you know, I probably probably felt uh, feel a little bit more sassy this morning. I guess maybe. I'm picking on Joe. So, so all the phone calls that are going on behind the scenes. Um, Glenn Beck, of all people, uh, apparently Trump is calling everybody he knows and getting everyone's opinion. But he's being very, very guarded about his own opinion. He's not giving any indication of who the, who his VP pick is. Now, everybody he talks to I think he's, I think he's a little bit, what's the word, tentative about picking Vivek Ramaswamy. However, 
I, I think it's personally, if, if it was me, I would, I would pick the guy. Now, Trump's got a lot of other things to look at, um, and he knows he knows what his agenda is going to be when he gets into. And I, now, Vivek's saying all the right things, and Vivek has probably been the only person through this whole process who has not stabbed him in the back. They got into a little tiff around Iowa, the time of Iowa, but that's this is the way Trump is. Trump water off ducks back. Someone asked Trump about because DeSantis has not dropped out before before New Hampshire. He drops out before New Hampshire. I wish I don't I don't understand that. But because I, I know he's he's burned through a lot of cash. Now I think probably what's happening is he's realizing that donations are way down. He knows he's not going to show well in New Hampshire. And from this point forward, it doesn't look good. So, you know, South Carolina, he's not going to do well either. So, well, maybe maybe not. I don't know. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to defeat Nikki Haley in either one of those states. And it's just going to be, he's going to be number three. He's, you know, he's going out number two instead of going out number three. Now, the interesting thing about this is how quickly he jumped in and said, I'm endorsing Trump. They've been going at it. Trump has called him a lot of names. That's Trump. Now, somebody asked him, this is, but this is also Trump. Someone asked Trump, are you still going to be using the term Ron DeSanctimonious? He said, that name is retired. I will no longer use that name. This is Trump. And I, I guarantee you, if DeSantis gets behind Trump now, falls in line with, with his platform and wants to get involved, he's on board. Trump will, will it, it's, it, this is the amazing thing that I think people don't realize about Trump. And I think he's, he, because he's been a businessman for so long. Now, I am not this kind of person. I, most people aren't. Trump can let go of this stuff. He, he really doesn't take this stuff personally. And I think that's why he, he he rubs some people the wrong way. Is because he just doesn't doesn't seem like it. Certain people say things about him, it doesn't bother him, and, and he, but he just moves forward. And he and he thinks other people should be able to do the same thing, and they don't. They take offense to every little thing he does. He can wiggle his pinky toe, and they. Well, there's, there's a perfect example. This, this lady is. Um, she, she's. Interviewing people on the street. I'm not sure what she's doing. She's in some kind of convention. She asked this lady, are you, voting for, are you voting for Trump? And she said, no, voting for, no. And uh, this, the other lady asked her, are you voting for Trump? She says, yes. Goes, well, then you're a racist. She said, well, how do you, you're, you're a white supremacist. She says, well, you're a white supremacist. She says, well, well how do you, how do you go there? How do you, how do you know that? How do you know I'm a white supremacist just because I'm voting for Trump? She says, because you're voting for Trump, you're a white supremacist. That's the way it is. Well, it's, they kind of go back and forth for just a couple little things. And then she says, well, are you voting for Biden? She goes, yes, I'm voting for Biden. She goes, and then she goes, well, then you're a pedophile. She goes, what do you mean? How, how can I be a pedophile? I'm not a pedophile. What, what, what do you mean by that? You're a pedophile. It, it, this is the art. It's like, I know you are, but what am I? It's, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where it, it just, it, it makes no sense 
because you're voting for a particular person that this is what you are. This is who you are. This is, this is all what you're all about. And this gets back to this whole thing of Jamie Dimon. Maybe you should ask why they're voting for Donald Trump. Not just assume that he's the monster. You're, you're voting for a monster, therefore that makes you a monster and that's all I need to know about you. Tells me everything I need to know about you. Now, the same thing can happen for people on the right. If they're voting for Biden, why are you voting for Biden? Well, because he's not Trump. Well, that, okay, now we're getting back. See, now it's, that makes no sense. And that's a reason. It's a valid reason in your head, but it's not, it's not a good reason to vote for somebody. Just the anti-Trump vote is all it is. Because look where that's gotten us in the last three years. So here we are. We have uh, Ron DeSantis dropping out. Now, I, I, I'm this kind of, you know, all the speculators were saying, well, it's going to be a, a DeSantis-Haley ticket. It's, Haley's going to be at the top and DeSantis is going to be the VP. Now, my guess is, uh, you know, you don't see DeSantis throwing his support behind Nikki Haley. And my guess is, I'm just, I'm just speculating myself here, that many of the pundits are wrong about what's going on here. I think that DeSantis basically is, I think the money and the supporters, the establishment dropped DeSantis. And in the process, they're throwing their weight behind Nikki Haley. So I'm just talking about the dynamics of how people react to things sometimes. And now I think DeSantis, I think he got his eyes open in this one. Something happened in in Iowa. And I think the rug got pulled out from DeSantis. And I, and I think that, that, that there's a very, he's understanding the control and manipulative feeling of the, 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 you know, some, something has happened there. And now he is dropping out and supporting his, supporting, you know, the, 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 the guy who was calling him names, who now, like I said, drops the names. You, you, you gave me your support. We're done. You're in now. And he, he could turn around tomorrow and call him names again if he does something stupid. But it's, it's, and in the process of this whole thing, I just know these people are calling around behind the scenes. Everybody's making phone calls. And the number one question that everybody's asking each other is what's in my cup? And I have um, chai with coconut cream. Coconut, I should say coconut. Yeah, coconut, it's coconut cream pie. Or coconut cream. They just call it coconut cream creamer. But it kind of tastes like coconut cream pie. I have to say it's good. I, don't, I do not have a backup cup. I do have a bottle of water here that I probably will not touch. But I, I do have, uh, and this is going to be, a, by the way, this is not going to be a very long show. Uh, I have, I uh, have, I have some things I have to attend to. In fact, I have to head off towards towards Chicago. I don't know where I'm going to end up today. I, I might end up back home here. Um, I need to go to Michigan City, which is kind of just, it's kind of at the lower part of Lake Michigan, which is actually in, in Indiana. It's not Michigan. It's not even in Michigan. It's Michigan City, but it's not in Michigan. Kind of the last big town before you go up around the corner uh, to Michigan. But, 
you know, needless to say, I, I may end up in Chicago today. If I end up in Chicago today, um, I may actually, if I don't uh, have a trip anywhere, I may, I may, I'm not just, I'm just not exactly sure. I, I could end up in Connecticut. Let's just put it that way. That's kind of tentatively on my schedule, and I, I don't think that's going to happen. There, I think they're going to send somebody else. I, I the, the um, there, there's a lot of possibilities of some bad weather here, uh, freezing rain, drizzle, uh, snow, bad roads, bad bad travel. It just, it just, I think I don't think it's going to happen today. I just, I, I just don't see today working out real well. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But sometimes that ends up throwing a, little, a monkey wrench into a lot of other things, and they end up throwing me into something else. So I could end up in who knows? I could be in Mexico tonight. Who who knows? I, I really don't know. Be fun with me with the temperatures the way they are. It's, it's right now. I think it's twenty degrees outside. It's supposed to get up to, to be up above the third, up above freezing here uh, this week. Sometimes supposed to actually get up in the forties this week. I believe That's what they're saying right now. So there's the weather forecast. Now, so now this is what's happening. And, and now, I, like I said, I, there's before I got into the whole cup thing. There are phone calls. I guarantee you, there are these people are making thousands of phone calls a day. If you consider them and all their people, there's a lot of negotiating going on. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of talking, a lot of a lot of positioning, deals being cut, and that changes every day. A lot of scampering and, and clamoring for position here, vying for posi- positions. And personally, and Trump is in a position of power here now. I keep hearing the news media. I just heard this. It was actually a pundit who pointed this out, and I, I, I congratulate them for actually noticing this because don't, they don't notice this too much. Everybody's saying, well, Nikki Haley, she, she's going to be a sh- strong showing for number two. But you're still number two. And now it's a two-person race, so it's, you're also last. You're not just number two now. You're, you're last. The, number two, as they say in racing, second place is just the first loser. Now, I, they're still kind of hopeful that Trump is going to get taken. Now, uh, somebody was being interviewed by Tucker the other day. I don't, I don't remember who the guy was. Well, it was Vivek, actually. Come to think of it, it was Vivek Ramaswamy. He's, he's, he's saying, you know, the, the establishment wants this guy gone. They're, they're, they do not want Donald Trump close to that White House. They are doing everything they can to keep him from that White House. You know, right now it's legally and you know, it's, it's always been impeachment. It's always been all these other things that they're going to get. Now, personally, I think Trump is going to, I think he's going to step into office. If he, you know, if everything goes well, he gets elected. He's going to step into office with a majority in Congress and probably MAGA majority in Congress. And he's also going to see a Senate that is not run by Mitch McConnell. I don't know if Mitch McConnell is up for, for election this time around. I, it'd be interesting to find out if he's, I believe senators have a six-year term in most states. And I don't know if that's the case with, with Mitch. Mitch is not going to make it six years. If I, they, we have got to realize that Mitch has got to go. Um, let me just, let me see if I can find something here on Mitch McConnell. Um, I'd be interested to know if 2024 is his election year. 
I don't think it is because I don't, I don't hear anything about him campaigning or anything about this, but I, my guess is he's still going to be in the Senate for a couple of years. And if that is the case, then we have a problem if the Senate has, has a majority, if the Republicans have a majority in the Senate, because now you still have establishment running the show. Now, having said all that, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, let's, let's put, put this in here real quick. Mitch McConnell. There it is. Let's see what we can find out here. He's, um, doesn't say anything about his next term. He's 81 years old. Uh, leader since 2021, 2015, was a whip. Uh, majority leader from 2015 to 2021 is majority whip. So my guess is he was voted in 2020. So he's got two more years after this after this year, I believe. Let's see what happens. I I, I think that's the case. I don't, I don't see it on here real quickly. Uh, been in there since 1985. Probably most of my audience wasn't even born yet. The um, He's born in 42. The minority leader since 21. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say on here how, when he... Let me just put in his term. Term. End. Let's see if he just says it real quick here. Uh, September 23rd. Facing health issue questions. McConnell vows to finish his term ending in 2027. So there you go. We have that. that. Have that going for us. My alarm is going off now. So we have, um, which means I should be sh- stopping the show right now, but I'm, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep going just for you, for my listening friends and family out there. So we have, um, so Mitch, Mitch, my opinion is going to keep on going until uh, 2027. They'll, prop, they'll keep propping him up like they are Biden. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's the way they're going to do that. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, Mitch won't be if he's the majority leader. Maybe they maybe they can vote him out. I don't know. That'd be a possibility. But he definitely doesn't need to be in there. And so we have all this this power play stuff going on behind the scenes right now. Nikki Haley, you know, they're counting on Trump being arrested. They're counting on Trump being in jail or imprisoned or in, in you know incarcerated, found guilty, whatever happens to him. Uh, interestingly enough, these cases are falling apart all around him. And of course, now they're, they don't care. They're going to they're push him through it regardless of how unjust they are. Uh, Elena Abba has uh, basically spelled out very clearly that this, this case in New York where she's uh, this uh, E. Jean, what's her name? She's a psycho, folks. If you read, if you look at any of the transcripts or look at any of the testimony, she was deleting evidence. She, she, she claimed she was getting all these death, death threats. She was so terrified and traumatized by these death threats she was getting on her text messages, but then she deleted them. She, was too, she couldn't keep them on her phone because she was so terrified. She had to, she had to delete them because they scared her too much. And yet, those are, that's a big part of her case right there. Well, if you're telling us that you're 
you got these death threats and you deleted those, so you don't have any evidence there. But we're supposed to just believe you face value on everything else. This, this brings up a credibility issue, in my opinion, that's because everything else is just hearsay. And the fact that the judge is giving any time to the hearsay is beyond the pale. I, I don't understand. I, don't, I just don't understand how this thing even made it, they, how it even had standing. Now, you understand what they did here. This was, this was outside of the statute of limitations. And the powers that be in the judicial system uh, opened up for one year, for 12 months, they opened up the statute of limitations, calling it a, well, for those who were, who were, uh, how do they say it, traumatized. Anybody who had a, 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 a childhood rape or whatever happened to them or that kind of thing, a survivor, it's called, it was called a survivor's moratorium, basically what it was. What it was. So for, for one, now I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a legal expert, I'm not a, Financial counselor, but the so, so so what she does is I'm not a mind reader either, but she 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 ended up um, they opened up this thing just so that this lady could file charges against Trump for one year. They they did it just for this purpose. They changed the law just to go get Trump, and it's all based on hearsay. Unfortunately, and it's all defamation. It's a defamation suit, basically. So, so basically, what's going on here is she's claiming that well, he called me names in, in the public and and destroyed me for for hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever it is. And then you got the other case where there's the whole thing of now. I guess I guess the judge ruled on this that that apparently Trump is is guilty of or they're they're going to they're going to rule or something. I, I can't remember. I think it's been stayed for for a little bit. But the the um, my understanding is they're going after him, and the reason they're going after him is because he defrauded the banks. He lied about his value to the bank, the value of his properties, and defrauded the, the banks when he went to get his loans. Now, there's nobody harmed in this. He paid off all the loans. The bank is perfect, perfectly happy. The bank is not the one bringing the charges. In fact, the bank has stepped in and said, we don't want to be a part of this. Anybody who's ever gone to get a loan for a house you can't just walk in and say, well, I think this house is worth a million dollars and it's, uh, so therefore I want to borrow a million dollars on this house that I'm buying. Or I own a house and I want to go, actually what was happening was he owned another, another building and he wanted collateral on it. So he, he valued the building at such, such and such a, an amount so they could go off and build another building. What he did is he went off and built the other building. The other building is built and, and the banks are paid off and all the interest pay, payments were done. There was no, no defraud there. There's not, no one was, was defrauded in this process. And yet the state thinks that they can step in now and, and charge Trump with fraud. This is, this is out of control. All, all they're trying to do is just gut him from his money. They're just trying to, of course, in the process, Fonny, or Fanny, Fonny, decides that she's going to hire a, uh, this, this, this is actually the scandal that happened here. It's not so much that she had a relationship with one of her lawyers. It's not that she hired a guy that she wanted to have a relationship with. Here's the problem. She paid him mega buco bucks. Now, she claims that she, she paid him just like everybody else. No, you didn't, didn't pay him like everybody else. 
this is how evil this person is, how manipulative this person is. She, so she hires this guy, pays him like a million dollars a year, whatever she's paying the guy. So now he can afford to pay for all their little getaways. They go on these little trips, these little cruises and these little island hopping deals and go to Europe and go all over the place. And he's paying for it because she made sure he was getting paid enough money to do it. This is how it's basically a money laundering venture. Like the day after he files for divorce, all this stuff starts happening. Then we find out there was meetings at the White House about how to go after Trump and how they're going to time everything. She was taking instructions directly from the Justice Department. This is what we're finding out. Now, it's all hearsay right now, to the most part, because they have found the records of her spending money and how it, how it, all, how it all went. That part of it's not, not hearsay at all. There's, there's records of that. So, on top of all of this, she comes out and does this little spiel, and it's all over YouTube, her open letter to God. It's her prayer. And how their, their white privilege and their racism why are they just picking on this one man? They're not picking on, they picked out this one. He's a black man. That's why they're picking on him, because he's black. Uh, and by the way, the only white person on her council is the lowest paid one, by the way. Just saying. Because, you know, they have no institutional power, therefore they can't be racist. Uh... I don't know what you call institutional power. I don't know what your definition of institutional power is, but I would say you being the DA and you being in charge of who gets what pay, that sounds pretty institutionally powerful to me. I, I don't understand. I don't know where, where that's at it exactly. I, I don't, I just don't, I, maybe I don't understand the, institu the, the definition of institutional power. I just don't. Yeah. So here we are, folks. This is where we're at now. The, the, the cases against Trump are, are falling apart. Jack Smith is under a huge amount of scrutiny. Um, th thankfully, a former uh, U.S. attorney came, came out and, and basically said, you know, he, he, should, he can't even be. He's not even qualified to be special counsel. He, he shouldn't even be in that position. He was ir illegally hired, basically, is what it amounts to. And so now we're stuck with this. And, and just to think that it's not political, it just blows my mind. And he, of course, Jack Smith is all upset now because he's, he's still trying to continue on with the trial, even though the judge has ordered a stay on the trial. He's all worried and, and upset and, and, con, and concerned that he's not going to get a conviction before March 4th or Super Tuesday. So he's, he's all worried about that now. And he realizes this is all falling apart because Trump's now, and now, of course, now the, the the, the, here, now, here's what's going on now. The left is realizing Trump is going to be the nominee if they don't stop him with this legal action. I guarantee you this is going to set in plan C or D or F or wherever we are on this scale. It, they're, they're, now they're just out grasping for straws, trying to find any way they can to stop this guy. And I guarantee you they're, they're going to continue to show their backsides because in the middle of all this thing, they're going to start reacting and not respond. Their, their plan is not thought through to the point. They, this is just like what happened with the FBI. 
We've got an insurance policy. Hillary's going to win a million to one, but if, he do, if she doesn't, we've got an insurance policy. Well, then that kind of fell apart. That didn't work the way they wanted it to. So then, then they kept going down this road of, well, we just need to do this. Now you start throwing things at the problem. And you start reacting. And then you start, next thing you know, it starts to become very evident. What's going on? You start showing your hand because you're flipping out and throwing a fit. Well, they're, they're at that point now. I guarantee you, since Iowa, that the left and the leftists and the people, Fetterman, now this, and you know this is an election year, by the way. Very evident that it's election year because all of a sudden, the left is all talking about border security. Where were you last three years? All of a sudden, we're talking about border security. Oh, well, isn't that something? We're talking about Fiscal responsibility, all of a sudden. It's obviously an election year. And I know, not only that, Joe Biden comes out, all of a sudden, I think it's over a million people. He's going to forgive a bunch of student loan debt, which is what he promised at the beginning. He promised this in 2019, by the way, if you recall, back in 2020, during the election, he, as soon as he started running, ah, student loan debt, student loan debt. We're going to get rid of all of it. And they didn't get rid of it, hardly any of it. And then, and not, not that I'm, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm for it, actually. I'm, I'm actually kind of opposed to this. There are some cases where I think, I think there needs to be some student loan forgiveness. But very, very limited few. And I think, I think it's, it's one of those things where circumstances, because of life stuff that happened, have caused a person to not be able to, to be in their career and whatever it is that, that's, that's happening there are some circumstances where I think it, it would be fitting for, for, the, for the government to step in and say, we're going to forgive your student loan. Because obviously, you, you know, your family situation is not, you know, it, it, you've had some tragedy in your life. Kind of like an insurance policy where, you know, you can take out the loan. This is all here. And, and you know, because you can't function, maybe you lost your legs, uh, you know, serving your country in some way, whatever it was. And now all of a sudden you can't, that education is not going to be useful for you. You can't, you can't do what you were supposed to do, what you, were, you, know, what you paid to have, you know, or you can, maybe you can't even finish college. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I think if the government can step in and, and help those people, I'm all for that. I'm not for this thing of, well, I've got my degree in, in basket weaving and, and uh, comb weaving, and I'm, so I'm going I'm to go out there. I spent $300,000 on it, and I can't get a job. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here working at McDonald's, and I can't, I can't make a living wage. Well, apparently you didn't take a math class, apparently, in all of your. And by the way, the cost of a value meal now is, out, is outrageous. These people, and now, now it's getting on TikTok. You know it's getting a big, big, big deal now. This, this lady, was, she goes out and buys a six-inch wrap, I think, or something at Subway. She gets extra, extra turkey in it, and, she, and it costs her $18. $18! Excuse me. But now this is, I know I'm, I'm an old man and I'm talking about what happened to me back when I was a kid, but back in the, in the early 2000s. I, I have seen inflation more in the last 20 years than I've seen in all the rest, all the rest of my life. Back in, in 2000s, or early 2000s, I would go to Wendy's, I would drive, go to the drive-thru, and for $3.74 in Chicago, I would get a double, a uh, it was, number, no, number, it was the number two, whatever it was, double 
plain with cheese and a large sweet tea or large Coke, whatever I got. The regular fries. I knew exactly how much it was, $3, $3 and something. It was, like, it was less than $4 every time. And all of a sudden, it started going, kind of gradually started going up. I, I, I dare you right now to get any kind of a value meal. Now, I know Long John Silver's actually has been one of the places where I've actually been able to get like a combo meal. If you don't order anything extra or, or big, you can get corn or beans as your side, a couple of fish, like the, the fish uh, thing, little fish platter, or whatever it is, the little, is it, it's not the dinner, it's just the platter, I think. A couple of hush puppies, some fries, or whatever. You can get fries or you can get two fish fillets and, and uh, some corn, a couple of hush puppies and a drink. And it's, I, I think I, last time I went through there, it was less than $10. That was the only, only place I think that I can, you can do, it might have been $11 now, but most places, and I, I think you can go get a regular Chick-fil-A meal, a number one, no pickle, regular drink, regular fries. I think you can get that now still for possibly under $10. And then there might even be the breakfast, the number one breakfast, I think is the same way. But if you start adding anything on, you want big, larger fries or a large drink or anything like that, you're getting over $10. And it's, it's showing no sign of going down at all. I think this lady was out in California with this $10 or $18 wrap. But I'm just saying. So prices are going up. Well, it was interesting. Somebody had a, had a picture of Joe Biden as he was, because he, he was campaigning someplace in 2020, went on, on this little tour and he's, he stopped at this one little restaurant to get some ice cream, of course. And he, back behind him was a, a picture of the, the prices. And of course he, he's showing, you know, and of course now he, he takes almost identical picture, the same angle. They take a picture of him and the prices are still there up on the board. And the prices are about 28% higher. And somebody has the two, two pictures and they compare them and they look at the prices on the board behind him. This is the reason people are upset. In three years, 28% increase in cost. That's, you know, if you had just, again, if you had taken $100, put it on your bid, you know, under your mattress, pull it, and that's now it's worth $75. Isn't that amazing how that was just taken from you? Because the cost of using it now and if, and if they continue to do that and continue to raise taxes at the same time, you know, Nikki Haley's, Nikki Haley's all over the place on all this stuff. She, 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 she claims she never said this. She never said that. She never, she, you know, they're, they're lying because I never said this, never said that. And then they show videos of her saying that and saying this and saying that. Not going to raise the gas tax. And then she says, I'm going to have to raise the gas tax. And then she, just one thing after another, just there's, there's seven or eight things, at least major things that she's, she's flip-flopped on. Now, I'm not saying a person can't change their mind, but they need to have an, but to come out and say, no, you're lying. I've never said that. Well, that's now you're lying. You could say, yes, I did say that, but I've changed my mind on that issue because I, I've understood it differently now. That, that's how you get it. That's how you get around that. You just say, I did say that, but now I've been further educated or things have changed now. And the, you know, the, the economic market has changed. We need to do this now. This is the only way out of this. There were other options then. There are no other options now. Whatever it is you're going to say. But you don't, you don't just deny it and call the other person a liar. 
when you actually said it. Now you're the liar. I know you are, but what am I? So, so now we're, you know, it's just a junior high baloney that, go, that we're going through here. And I have to say, it, it seems as if Trump has really settled down and he realizes that the MAGA movement is, has, a, you know, it's, it's, he just needs to follow it. He doesn't have to be the, the big mouthpiece out there anymore. He, he can, he can kind of let it. Now, and this is one of the things I think that, uh, you know, Glenn Beck got, got a call from, from President Trump apparently asking him who, she, who he should have, have as a pick for his VP. And he, he said, Vivek. Now, one of the things that Donald said, he says, I'm getting that answer a lot from a lot of people. What I, th- I think one of the biggest things that, that Trump has to overcome is the fact that Vivek kind of, kind of outshines him with his articulation, with his ability to articulate an argument. And I'm not sure he wants somebody overshadowing him. However, I think Trump realizes he may not make it through a four-year term. For whatever reason, whether he retires early, whether he gets impeached, whatever ends up happening to him, he needs to have somebody that carries on this vision, which I think Vivek is the closest thing to the, to the Trump doctrine as, as you can get. Now, the thing I don't like about Vivek is he's, he's not a Christian. However, uh, he is one who has mo- much more sympathy towards Christianity than, than Barack Obama ever did. And I think he will, I think he has a, a clear platform of moral standards that I think align more with a Christian, Christian platform, Christian, Judeo-Christian ethics than a lot of candidates I've seen so far. Now, I, I know uh, DeSantis is, is a Christian, but I don't think he's, um, you know, we're not hiring a spiritual leader here, by the way. I just, I just, I just like to know that somebody's guiding, guiding principles have some kind of moral standard, some moral kind of, kind of backbone a moral platform to stand on that they understand this stuff because otherwise you're, you're making decisions based on, you know, weird, weird reasons. I think Haley supposedly is a Christian. And I have not liked some of her answers on abortion. Nancy Pelosi is a supposedly a devout Catholic. And yet as devoted as she is to her Catholic faith, the Catholic faith opposes abortion vehemently, used to anyway, and she's, you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't line herself with that one. She's kind of pick and choose. It's kind of a smorgasbord. It's kind of a a la carte religion for her. It's convenient for her when someone calls her a name or says something about her. Oh, but I'm a, I'm a devout Catholic. I do nothing but love everybody. Yeah. As you tear up the speech of the president. These people are incorrigible. And then now she, she also came out just recently. They came out with this, her and, and uh, Jerry Nadler both were making these comments about how, well, who's going to pick our crops? We've got to let these people come across the border. Who's, nobody wants to pick our crops. We've got we to have these people to pick our crops. It's going to rot in the ground. Food's going to rot in the ground. This is, again, it seems like it always comes back to the, the Democrats wanting somebody to pick their, pick their cotton. You know, we have something called a work visa. If, if we have jobs here down along, along the border that nobody wants, well, then you have a work visa and people can come across, they can work, and they go back home. They don't become citizens. They aren't allowed to vote. They aren't given benefits, health care, college funds, free cell phones, and a year's worth of pay with a 
with housing. That's that's not that's not how that works. They're not refugees. They're they're work permits. If that's what we need. It's just disingenuous. It's a horrible argument. Yeah. So that's kind of all I really wanted to say today. Um, I need to be moving on because I really should be getting out the door here in about the next 10 minutes, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be about 15 or 20 minutes before I can get out the door. So, so I, I'm going to have to finish this up and hopefully get it posted before I leave because hopefully this internet goes fast because I got to I got to get this moving. Folks, well, thank you once again for listening. Uh, just continue to pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for this whole vi- uh, voting cycle, everything that's going on. And that the, uh, the truth will be seen and heard and that uh, people will wake up to this whole thing. And truly wake up, not just be woke. Because we have... We have developed a culture that has just exploded with ridiculous division and divisiveness. God bless, folks. Have a great evening, great afternoon. God's still on the throne. Amen. Take care.